when it comes to purpose, you have to think about what exactly am I trying to accomplish? Um, but also, what is my unique ability? Uh, because when you figure out what your unique ability is, the things that you're doing are amplified. Hey guys, welcome to the Alignus Mastermind podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nikhil Sharma, and I'm so grateful to have you guys here with us today. Today's topic is going to be about intentions and why intentions are so powerful. Joining us today are our two co-hosts. We have Kevin Drummond, who is a business growth and development manager, and we have Chris Garner, who is a health and fitness expert. So starting it off with the book recommendation, okay. Um, okay. a couple, not a couple months ago, I'd say maybe this was last summer or fall. I listened to an audio. It was Wayne Dyer. Ooh. intention yes i got two copies no way yeah the originals no way yes sir. so i'm gonna i'm gonna cop the physical today um i need it i need my spirit needs it um i realized the power of intentionality over the weekend and i realized that it's a force and the power of intentionality I think it can be confused with the power of manifestation or, you know, putting your energy into something and getting a result back. But I look at it a bit differently. I look at intentionality, the power of intention as a force that drives action that leads you to manifestation. And I've like fallen in love with it over the weekend, the power of intention um, and I actually asked myself before, before we hopped on the call, what was my intention hopping on the call today? And my intention was to connect with two great fellas that I respect, um, learn from you all, give back to you all, and provide a platform for whoever is going to be tuned into this. Um, so I just wanted to start out with that and let you guys know what time I'm on because that's uh, it's important to me. It's very interesting that you started this with uh, the power of intention, because this morning, as I was meditating, and I got out of my meditation, I was listening another book recommendation, one of my favorites, uh, Norman Vincent Peale, uh, The Power of Positive Thinking. I was listening to that, and he was talking about the importance of starting your day with a prayer or an intention for what your day is going to be like. Like today is going to be a day of abundance. Today is going to be a day in which I meet people that are going to change my life. And when you say it, you say it with enthusiasm. You you charge those words with positivity. You charge it with belief because it all comes down to faith. And regardless of your faith or your denomination, in multiple texts, it says for things to come into existence, you have to put belief and faith behind it. And you actually have to put yourself at the at the outcome that you're trying to accomplish. So if you're saying, wow, I'm going to meet someone today that's potentially going to give me uh, the upper hand in me getting into the film industry, like what would that feel like? What if I actually met someone that's going to introduce me to the next biggest film production in New Orleans or in New York? Like what would that look like? What would that feel like? You start visualizing it, you start feeling it, and you put yourself in that outcome. You don't know how you're going to get to that outcome, but you've now put that visual in that feeling um, out there and it allows your brain to start doing what it needs to do. It starts, 
changing your awareness because a lot of times we miss out on opportunities because our awareness isn't peaked to the things that we're trying to accomplish. So when you're driving down the street, a great analogy, I'm not sure where I got it from. It might have been Ed Milet, but uh, if you're just driving down the street from, let's say, point A to point B from your house to your job and you get to your job and someone says, hey, how many red cars did you see on the way to work? More than likely, you're going to be like, I don't know, maybe one or two because your your focus wasn't there. But if that person from work would have called you before you left the house and said, hey, you know, on the way to work, you know, see how many red cars um, are on the way to work. Now your focus is on red cars. And if he asks you when you get to work, how many red cars did you see? More than likely, you're going to have a better answer. You're going to have a more practical answer of, well, actually, I think I saw like around six or seven of them on the way to work because that's where your focus was. That's where your awareness was. So going back to the original conversation, if you put the things that you're trying to create into your awareness, now your brain, now your focus is on what you're actually trying to create. And your brain is more focused on making sure you don't miss out on opportunities that you're trying to create for yourself. So Thank you for starting with power of intention. That's that's my gem for the day. Um, set intention, peak your awareness, peak your focus, and it'll actually cause um, things to manifest faster for you because now your focus and awareness are on those things. This is why I'm here every 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 week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the reason, man. This is definitely the reason. Um, yeah. So today's topic. What um so we we begin we're like on a journey. It's kind of like the game of life, you know, or like a monopoly board. You know, each time we're talking about something different. So the first time, uh, first conversation we spoke about purpose. Second time around, we spoke about how to, um, I guess keep that momentum going once you have gotten that purpose. And today, today's topic. Where do we want to begin, I guess, along that that game board? Well, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to purpose, uh, you have to think about what exactly am I trying to accomplish? Um, but also for me, especially like recently, it's like, OK, what do I want to accomplish? But also what is my unique ability uh, because when you figure out what your unique ability is, the things that you're doing are amplified versus when you're trying to do something that's unnatural, when you're trying to force something, when you're working in your unique ability, everything flows. <clears throat> and so I, I think this might be a conversation for next week. But when you think about things flowing, uh, sometimes that's misconstrued for everything should come easy. And mm. And that's not the case at all. You can be in flow and you can be in your unique ability and it still be an uphill battle, uh, especially if you're trying to break ceilings of complexity and create things that your mind can't even fathom. Right. Um, the Power of 10X. That's that's another great book. Uh, another author as well. Dr. Benjamin Hardy, um, who's an amazing author. I've read a number of his books, but he wrote a book uh, called The Power. Of, no, actually, the 10x is better than 2x. He talked about how the amount of time and effort that it takes to go 10x is actually sometimes easier uh, than 2x because you actually have to be more intentional um, with the things that you're doing than 2x. 2x, you really just have to 
do a little bit more than what you're already doing. And you'll, you know, just by getting the reps in, go 2X. So if you're trying to go from, let's say, 100000 to $200,000 in a year, you have to do the same activities, but just a little bit more. Or maybe, you know, take more calls, do more cold calls, or send more emails, or, you know, put out more content. But if you're trying to go 10x, different strategies have to be employed, right? Different partnerships have to be created. Um, different tactics have to be used. Um, so that's another that's another great book as far as uh, going going 10x. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely want to make sure that we we explain to people that yes, work in your unique ability. But just because you're working in unique ability does not mean that it's going to be easier um, per se. You have to be more intentional. Take it back to the to the word intention. Um, I was just saying that, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head with uh, several of the things you said there, uh, Kevin. I, I agree. I think that when you're kind of looking to, you know, define your purpose, which I feel like uh, each human uh, should do off the however often most individuals go through their entire life and they do not recognize what their purpose in life is, you know, and they um, unfortunately pass away and they're not full. They, they didn't really fulfill uh, what they were brought here, you know, to do. Uh, I truly feel in general that um, each human has a specific purpose um, in this lifetime, you know, and we have all been dealt like different type of, you know, our, our hands are different when we start. However, we are all meant to travel our own unique journey. And, and, and what happens along the way is that we feel like our journey needs to be very similar to everybody else's journey, right? And we start comparing ourselves that, oh, you know, uh, I'm not married, I'm 30 years old. Um, why don't I have any kids yet? Why don't I have the big house yet? You know, and, and, and that's where a lot of the guilt, shame, and all those other uh, feelings start to occur because we think that we, we all need to be a part of something uh, like a society and, and this matrix that gets developed, I would say, uh, to keep individuals, I guess, in a uh, certain mold of thinking when it doesn't necessarily coincide with what we're thinking inside of us, right? And so when we talk about purpose, we have to first define like, who are we in terms of what are our character strengths, right? I remember when I first started this journey, I remember um, having to take, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a survey uh, at, at this institute called the VIA Institute. Uh, and the VIA Institute is run by two individuals, or one, one individual that uh, who's, who's very well known in the field of positive psychology. His name is Martin Seligman. And positive psychology is uh, the study of um, a positive emotions, positive being, right? Because psychology is the study of how do we get ourselves from a dark place or an, like a, a, a bad mindset to baseline. But, you know, 20 years ago, no one ever studied like, how do you go from baseline to like euphoria or fulfillment, right? Like that's the goal. Like happiness isn't necessarily the best term, but they term it as emotional fulfillment. How do we get there, Right. And so they have studied that for the past like 15, 20 years. And one of the main cogs in that uh, is, is, is figuring out what your character strengths are, which what I did, but when I figured that part out, uh, like my number one is, uh, is hope, you know, like that's my top character strength. And then it's like zest, appreciation of beauty, uh, gratitude, and um, uh, integrity are my top five. So um, when you recognize that, 
those five character stre character strengths are like your superpower, right? Like I, I don't think anyone else has the same exact five strengths that are your top five. There'll be several similar ones, but I feel like most humans have their own mix. So when you understand that those are your character strengths, you can then apply that to what you're trying to accomplish, you know, in, in your field and what you're trying to do, because, you know, it, it helps you uh, better manifest uh, your the outcome that you're kind of needing to want to, you know, put out there. So, you know, once you identify your character strengths and the other part that we talked about last week was about values, what your values are then it's like you are more able to identify, hey, this is what my purpose needs to be. Because I feel like there needs to, like, at least for me, like that's how it kind of all came together. When I figured those things out and I um, was, and then I started trusting my intuition about, hey, uh, for Linus, I feel like there is something here, but it took me identifying those things about myself to kind of really allow Alinus to start growing um, because I was growing, you know, and uh, and that that becomes very powerful. Uh, and, and I feel like when you're having a purpose in life, there is a there's a there's a fulfillment that com comes over you and there's an energy replenishment. In fact, one of Alinus's like hypothesis about energy replenishing is having a purpose. And whatever that purpose is, I think you have to be, like Kevin said, have to be intentional about it. Like you have to say it out loud. You have to write that down, you know, and be like, you know, this, it's kind of like there's mission statements for companies, but there needs to be a mission statement for yourself. You know, there's like a, there's a practice where people do that, you know, they'll write out what is the mission uh, for me, you know, and it can change over time, but it's important that you identify what that mission and purpose is for you. Um, and then notice how your life becomes more intentional. It becomes more powerful. You start noticing things occurring that, you know, you never even thought were possible to occur just because you identified what your purpose was, aligned your mind, body, and soul with that, with the character strengths and values and trusting your gut. And then you're setting intentions, like Kevin said. It's crazy that you used the word mission because that resonated. I never associated the word mission and intention and their syn um, synonyms, they're synonymous, right? Like, what's your intention for today? What's your mission for today? What is your mission statement for today or your intention statement for today? And of course, when I thought of mission, I thought of mission impossible. And then I thought about how the matrix tries to make you feel that, you know, there's a such thing as, you know, what's possible. I really don't feel that there's anything that's impossible. I think mission impossible is technically all of our lives. I mean, everything's impossible until someone does it. Right. Mm -hmm. But Chris, you were going to, you were going to add in something before he talked about uh, character strengths and Nick, I'm glad you said that because I actually took the time um, coming back from Jersey on the plane. I shared this with Chris figuring out what are my top five character strengths that adds value to other people, to this world, and allows me to stay within my unique ability. And it was a game changer because once I figured that out, I was able to cut out a lot of the other stuff that that I was doing. Because um, I feel like we're all bosses here, right? We've all learned how to wear different hats, how to do a lot of different things ourselves. But there is a top five, a top three um, character traits or unique abilities that we have that separate us from everyone else. Um, so I'm glad you brought that up. But yeah, you were going to say something, Chris. 
y'all are on fire. We start off with that. Y'all, <laughs> yo, y'all are going in right now. Um, Nick, I want to take that. Uh, I want to take that that test. Um, so yeah, right, let right, me know right, right. if there's any way. Yeah. Um, I was going. Oh, I was. I wanted to speak on this this entire conversation. It seems like is centered around turning the lens to yourself. You know, Nick, I mean, Kevin, you started it out with talking about how we compare, um, how we compare. And when it comes to what our purpose is and our values, you know, we compare to other people. And Nick, you kind of took it and ran with it and, and, you know, we just turn that lens inward. We have to look at ourselves. And that is where we begin to compete with ourselves and we stop competing with social norms. We begin to set standards for ourselves, kind of, you know, back to what Kevin is saying about what are my top five strengths? You know, how can I actually add value? And your confidence becomes uh, formulated from, how much have I improved from the previous version of myself as opposed to comparing where you are, what you have with the rest of the world? Um, that I think is is so key, so pivotal. I was one of those people that asked myself, you know, like, dang, why don't I have that car yet? Or how come my life doesn't seem as fun as that friend? Or, you know, dang, I didn't ask for X, Y, and Z to happen to me. And all of those statements, what they have in common is that they are not based on my foundation and my story. And like you said, Nick, you know, we all have been dealt a hand and there is no comparison. You know, there's never a comparison. We may come from similar walks of life, but we're all we got we got different DNA. Yeah. That's what makes life so incredible. We have different DNA. We all have different strengths and weaknesses. Even if we have the exact same strengths, we employ them differently. Um, I believe that nowadays the internet can be either an asset or it can be one of our greatest enemies because it can highlight, it can help us to highlight what our strengths are in expressing them, but it also can deter us. Um, so an action step, an action step I believe is Kind of what you what you did, um, Kevin, is, you know, just asking yourself how you can provide value. You know, like, what are your top five ways to provide value? Blending in what your values are, you know, like your strengths plus your values. These are these are two legs that you can stand on and you can these are measurable, you know. So I know me, one of my one of my strengths, um, probably like by far is just connecting with people. I know how to have a conversation with anybody and remove any judgment, you know, because at the end of the day, I understand that everybody wants to be heard. And it's not about agreeing with everything. It's about respecting everything, even the things you don't agree with. Um, and I utilize that in my day to day and I measure, OK, how well am I doing that? How well was I able to listen without judging? How can I walk the line of, you know, giving my opinion and you know, adding value to a situation that I may not agree with specifically. That's a measurable, you know, statistic for me. Kind of rambling with this one, but ultimately, I do believe it's very important for us to to measure 
based on ourselves. You know, we have to measure inward. Uh, once we begin to measure inward, once that confidence is there, you know, we as humans, we have this like sensor. We can sense a person that is wired and that is, you know, just, whoa, you're in your own lane. You know, there is no competition with you because that's your lane, you know, and, and people begin to look at you differently because ultimately you look at yourself differently. You're playing by your own set of rules. Um, and one, the last thing, I guess this is like a little addition to what I'm speaking on. It's another book recommendation. People, listen, this mastermind needs to be sponsored by all of the authors we are shouting out. You um, <laughs> squared, Price Pritchett. And he's you squared and honestly it sounds similar to what you mentioned kevin uh 10x to 2x um you squared price pritchett talks about um you don't have to you can skip levels you know within your own right but it's just important for you to know you have to know inwardly what's going on you have to know exactly what you would like and you have to measure yourself by your own standards and you can actually go up you can use squared yourself um it's a very short book it's literally only like 38 pages long um oh. incredible book though heading to amazon right now <laughs> incredible oh, read. speaking of monetization right so that's one of my gifts uh making money uh i just want to drop this uh for everyone uh this is something that everyone can do because when it comes to recommendations in life you're always going to take recommendations from other people regarding uh, a certain book or a certain topic or um, a certain way of doing things versus the person kind of self-promoting themselves. So for example, you recommended the author is going to hold more weight than the author recommending himself. Uh, but every company has something called affiliates, um, affiliate marketing, affiliate programs. And what that is essentially is they'll create a link or even sometimes a, a landing page where you can sell their products or services. So in this case, uh, Chris just recommended this book. Instead of me just going to Amazon, I'm going to say, hey, Chris, go on Amazon, create an affiliate link, send me your affiliate link. I'm going to buy the book anyway. Send me the link. And now I'm going to buy the book through the link. And now Chris is going to get paid by me buying that book. Um, so if you're going to be you know, helping people out or, you know, speaking on their behalf or their services or their products, why not make money from it too? Uh, most companies do have these programs. And if they don't, you can actually add value to these companies by contacting them via email or getting on their social media and saying, hey, I love the stuff that you have, but I noticed you don't have an affiliate program. It's very easy to employ. I'd love to get on a call with you to talk about how you can do this and maybe we can partner on it. But I love your products. I love your services. And I think that, you know, it'd be a great a value offer to your consumers and another way for you to generate revenue as well as, you know, give value um, to people everywhere. And when you do that, you're also amplifying your ability to put your product in your brand in front of more eyes. So that's my second gem for today. <laughs> I love it. It's good, man. Thank you guys for tuning in to today's podcast. Until next week, peace. <laughs>